Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Or if this is your first episode, welcome in. This is Your Brain on Anime, and I am one of your two forever lovely hosts. Uh, my name is Ashlyn, and I am a longtime anime fan, grew up as a mid-aughts weeb, uh, so that was that was a very fun experience. Uh, well, I grew up in the weeb orbit. I wasn't really like a full-on weeb. And I am joined by my co-host, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Uh, long-time caller, first-time listener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Anime, right. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, had, I had the, like, the sort of average, like, tsunami interaction with anime. But uh, outside of a few here and there beyond that, I didn't really engage with the... Uh, the, the platform, the media, the the wave sweeping multiple nations until uh, until more recently now, thanks to uh, this little project we're doing. And so the premise of this project is that I slowly and very deliberately pump anime into Jesse's brain and we get to observe the effects as he either degenerates into a puddle of goo or, you know, stays a relatively normal, well-adjusted person, and then we have to find something else to blame for why we're so weird. Exactly. All of us anime enjoyers. A little game of formaldehyde and seek. So, this episode, we watched uh, one of my, like, comfort shows, which is... Uh, look, the one thing you can say about this anime is it wasn't Elfin Lead. In every possible way, it was well, not Elfin Lead. I I beg to differ. Oh, <laughs> only I, I would say that the, if there's a Venn diagram between the two animes, the 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 tiniest shaved almond sliver is the middle of the Venn diagram, and and that's just the um they're gonna show titty, aren't they? Moment <laughs> that does occur in both. Welcome to anime. Outside of that, well, see that's the thing. I thought I'm sure that the the circles between you know anime and then you know various anime adjacent media that you can consume on the internet is, is pretty close to overlapping not for everyone don't get me wrong but it's it's a much closer eclipse i bet i didn't realize how much of the uh, work was done in the source material for those who are uh, casual sexy anime girl enjoyers if i didn't think that you had the constitution to handle the occasional cartoon boob i wouldn't have invited you to to go on this wonderful journey with me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think that's my dump stat. <laughs> anime <laughs> constitution, correct. Anime dexterity, I don't, I'm terrified of what that is. No, I mean, there's a fun little, like, undercurrent happening here that I haven't really brought up yet, which is, which of these characters am I going to recognize backward? <laughs> okay. The internet has existed for a long time. I had dial-up at way too young of an age. But there's going to be some strange overlap, I'm sure, where I'm like, oh, I've seen that. Oh, oh yes, you already knew Lucy last week. No, for that's the that's the amazing <laughs> thing. Somehow, again, on the subject of Venn diagrams, the 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 circle of me that's seen Elf and Lead the anime and the circle of me that's seen Elf and Lead the pornographic content, there's it's two squares. There's no circles. There's no overlap. <laughs> there's no diagram. I had somehow not seen any of that i mean i've seen average 
protagonist looking people like at Ralph's or Albertson's. But outside of that, no, I, I don't know Yuka or Coda personally. Well, we don't have to worry about them because this time we watched Dragon Half. There's a lot to be said about it, even though it's only two episodes long. That, that's true. 50% of the time, it's Dragon 100% of the time. I I, I just like, I love this show. I, I need to get that out of the way. Like We might disagree on this, but I fucking adore Dragon Half. It's so cute. It's so weird. And it just, it has this energy to it that it knows the kind of anime that were on air in 1993 and it dunks on them repeatedly and without any mercy yeah i i feel like it it, it went so fast that i was unable to i felt i felt like someone shot the average tiktok poster out of a t-shirt cannon straight into my brain and it just pierced <laughs> like i was able to sort of like catch some of it having been a you know one of those people who did try to fly on that episode where Gohan teaches Videl how to fly. So, you know, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I understand what they're ripping apart from my childhood. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, though, it does it more delicately and joyfully than going back and watching Dragon Ball Z does itself. So I, re I really appreciated that. Yeah, it has a sense of fun to it where, like, even the villains are, they're so campy and the rate at which things happen is... You're right. I don't think it's quite a t-shirt cannon that they shoot a, uh, a TikTok timeline out of. I think it's actually a railgun. Yeah, that, I suppose there's there's like a charge and fire, a charge and fire. Yeah. Yeah. No, I the thing that was actually blowing my mind a little bit about it is and, and, and I know that these at least visually are, are, are pretty related. But uh, I kept thinking of Dragon Quest, the music, the music was the same sort of like parade-ish, carnival-ish music that I've recognized. I've only played one Dragon Quest, so nobody, you know, roast me over this, but, like, I played the, I think it was 11S something edition, you know, Birth by Sleep, whatever, and uh, the music's great in that, but I was watching watching this, I was like, it almost felt like it was dipping into to Dragon Quest, and I don't know how old that franchise is, but um, even, even the characterizations of the bad guys really reminded me of Dragon Quest, and I know that animation wise it's the same artist between dragon yeah. quest and uh dragon quest. but i was i was wondering if that was somehow part of it too because like th those were very dragon questy villains yes yes they were yes they were actually let me i'm not sure about that is there any relation to dragon quest dragon quest i think is older than dragon Hunt. oh no but oh, hold on yeah it's from yeah okay so Dragon Quest predates this by almost a decade. Oh, perfect then. So that does that does mean it could have been technically answering to that as well. Yeah, it very much could have been. That's the thing is like in the same way that all you have to do is sort of like squint when you're looking at Dragon Ball Z characters and they look exactly like Dragon Quest characters because it's literally applying the the color from a a character creator to like Dragon Ball Z characters and suddenly it's new character <laughs> do not steal. I can also squint at Dragon Half and see it making fun of both of them. Well, let's knock into the summary and then we can just kind of chat about it once we have everyone caught up to speed. Sure. This is going to be a pretty quick summary because it is only two episodes. I think it's going to be quick because also a lot happens very quickly. We are introduced to our main character. Pretty promptly, first we get to meet her parents, who are 
this washed up former legendary swordsman named Ruth and a red dragon. Hell yeah. Ruth is a fucking ding dong and the dragon is great. She's fantastic. But then we're introduced to our protagonist, Mink. And Mink is just this really adorable, like late teenage half dragon girl. She's got she's got a little tail. She's got wings. She's got horns. She's got the haircut of the time period. Yes, she has one of the standard anime female protagonist haircuts. I love her voice actress. There's there's something about like th- that really like cute scratchy voice that I'm just like yes, you have embodied this character perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mink is just like so fun to to watch her like run around and yell at people. She's just very excitable. It, she seemed like the Goku type without being stupid necessary to the plot. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, she's just, she's goofy, but it, it usually comes from a place where she's just so excited. You know what she's usually excited about, huh? Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna get to, <laughs> oh god, the characters in this are fucking flawless. So, uh, her parents are fighting, just sort of like, I guess, sparring? She gets pissed off, yells at them, and explains what will be her motivation for the entire series of two episodes, which is, she loves Dick Saucer. The best character name in any anime that has ever been or ever will be made. Dick Saucer. Dick Saucer. Dick Saucer, yeah. He is uh, He is the most famous crooner slash swordsman slash dragon slayer in all the land. That is that is true. I, I've seen this. I can confirm that that's our this boy fucking- Dick Saucer. This fucking blonde-haired, bishy-ass motherfucker is running around with a goddamn microphone that turns into a laser sword. Or no, it turns into a regular sword. It's the other asshole who has the laser sword. There is a laser effect when it turns into sword, though. What uh, What motherfucker? What, what kind of motherfucker did you say? Uh, bishy. Uh, bishonen. Uh, you're gonna... Okay, so hello. Hi. <laughs> what What the hell does that mean? Uh... It, it's basically a uh, pretty boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. White Piccolo really was doing some stuff. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a very, like, he's very much just, like, a pretty boy. And Mink wants to go to his concert. That's her motivation. She is joined by her two friends, Pia and Lufa. We cut away to the evil king who is evil and bald and has a pentagram tattooed on his forehead. And Ruth betrayed him to marry the dragon. And he's he's doing standard over-the-top hammy evil villain monologue, and the show is so aware of it. And he's in the middle of talking about how he wants, he wants to kill Ruth for betraying him and then marry his dragon wife. And one of his underlings points out but like, hey, maybe she might not want to marry you, bud. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. 93, <laughs> by the way. 1993. Incredible. Incredible. And we learned nothing as a society. Uh, and that man gets uh, gets a very early version of the person who says something sensical at the meeting gets thrown out the window meme. And a giant fucking cinder block crushes him. God, oh yeah, was something press? It was the, oh, yeah, the, the King's <laughs> Anger press. King, yeah, that was I, I was a fun repeated gag. Yes. 
there's just like so many jokes in this. It, it really does go a mile a minute. Like by the time we are through that scene and the court wizard is setting a trap to capture Mink to use her as bait to then capture Ruth by using a fake dick saucer ticket over a pit trap. There have already been like nine other gags in between that. This is one of the things I love. They don't just make Mink like dumb and goofy to get her into trouble. It goes both ways. Yeah, everyone's on the same sort of playing field, it seems like. Yeah, there's there's this earnest goofiness. So when she encounters this trap that she's about to fall for, she has a moment of realization of like, oh, wait, whoever lost this ticket must be a really big dick saucer fan, too. I can't take that away from them and leaves it. <laughs> and then the court wizard uh, pumps her full of knockout poison and thinks he killed her. Yeah, three, three shots of poison, right? Yeah, yeah. Three sets of poison from a blowgun. Uh, they take her to the Evil King's castle, and she wakes up and starts sort of just kicking everyone's ass. King panics and gives her a ticket to go see Dick Saucer in exchange for her leaving. And then she takes the ticket and breaks out through the wall because, of course, she does. And she goes to the concert where she's told that the ticket is fake in another great visual gag. And we are introduced to one of our other villains, uh, Princess Vina, the daughter of the evil king. She and uh, she and Mink scuffle a little bit. Mink gets thrown through a wall, ends up accidentally kissing Dick Saucer. It's a very, very adorable meet cute. Yeah, then Vina explains that Dick Saucer is a dragon slayer. And so uh, Mink is more likely to end up on his wall than his bed. And I understand that this was 1993, but that line has aged in such an interesting way where it has come full circle to not not necessarily mean what it originally meant. Yeah, I can feel the anime getting pumped into my brain right now. The The fight ends with uh, with Mink running away in tears after, after that revelation. And Dick Saucer being in the background extremely confused at what the fuck just happened. Because this woman burst through the wall of his uh, wall of his dressing room, kissing him, gives him her number and address, and then another girl shows up and sets that on fire, and then the first girl runs away. That happened to me once, so I understand. I think it's uh, probably a fairly common occurrence in those months. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you did grow up in like a a mid-90s anime countryside, so. Yeah, that's true. I think I was isekai at birth. Were you isekai in, so you were isekai into an anime and you got reverse isekai at some point? That's interesting. Oh, shit. I guess that, that would be the implication, unless... Unless you're still, like, trapped in an anime and unless we're only... Podcast anime? Is that a genre? Ah, God, I hope not, because then we'll have to watch it. No, see, because then we would also uh, have the same fate as Koda, where we couldn't actually watch the anime that we're in. <laughs> oh, no. That's right. That's right, listeners. There are callback jokes. So you are going to have to listen to all of these. Oh, God, don't make them listen to the Elfin Lead episode. <laughs> they have to. They have to. I, I've had people say that they're like, now I either have to watch it or, or I got to listen to the episode and then watch it. And I'm like, well, you know, we, we warn you. As a matter of fact, we you do. should listen to the episode first because we do warn you. We do our, our due diligence. Uh, so, you know, careful. Yeah. 
As a matter of fact, I think every episode from now on may have an elfin lead warning. Look, eventually you're gonna forget, and if not, I'm gonna show up at your house the hammer, and we're gonna make you forget. I'm not gonna forget. I mean, I've already tried to justify. Okay, we won't let the 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 Diclonius stuff infect (laughs) this anime and its future offspring. Let we can continue with the uh, okay. So, continuing on with our story that does not let up, uh, just moves a mile a minute, we find out about the existence of the People Potion from Mink's friends, Lufa and Pia, which is a potion that will turn any non-fully human monster into a person. And right as we are given this information, with no breaks, we cut over to Vina from earlier, and... We get her tragic backstory about the fact that she is half slime. Her mother drank the people potion to become a person and marry the king who wasn't evil yet and still had a single piece of hair. And then she was born. The shock of it caused her father to lose his last hair. And her mother died shortly afterwards and her father became a villain. And she spent 13 years practicing dark magic so she could make herself a human body because she is still a slime. You know, boo-hoo, we're all half slime. You're only half slime? I'm like mostly slime. I'm slime and trash. Jesus Christ, there's really an anime genre for for everything, huh? This is a what anime? A podcast anime. Yes, yes it is. (laughs) Oh, I started a podcast with a slime and someone who was half slime. Oh, God. (laughs) Please, no. I've turned into sort of like either a like magnet or vacuum ever since starting this where like just names and suggestions of animes have been like thrown at me. See, I'm still calling it animes. That's how disconnected you can tell I am. Anime uh, oh. have uh, been thrown at me and they stick to me. So now I'm, I'm, I'm like aware my peripheral peripheral is filled with slime and Jojo's and uh, Berserk and uh, I'm going to hit some people. <laughs> You're going to hit some people? Yes! They are interfering with science! Well, because yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, I wonder if you should watch this. I'm like, there's a list. I have nothing to do with it. They're like, oh, but you got to see this. And I'm like, yeah, there's a chance it's on the list. I Don't worry. I'm not running with it. I'm not saying don't spoil things for me. And I say, and I don't look it up. Don't worry. Because uh, we're trying to maintain the integrity of this. And honestly, I, I do need a little buffer because that, that Elfin Lead drop-off point was insane. Oh, yeah. The, the Elfin Lead was rough. And I I could never forgive myself if I let you go from Elfin Lead to that time I was reincarnated as a slime with, like, nothing in between. Is it like a memoir? <laughs> like, <laughs> is it like there's like a Titus voiceover for Final Fantasy X? This is my story. Uh, there is actually a oh, lot shit. of voiceover. Yeah, it's like I said, it, it's interesting structurally, but the dragon half. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, sorry, we are God. ADD is so strong today. Well, it's it's tough. Well, okay, so to our credit, or I don't know if I'm defending both of us or just myself, but um. Seeing as this is a parody anime, it makes sense to also sort of talk about other ones because they sort of, this one sort of exists because of the other ones, right? It sort of exists as a a foil to them. It parodies other anime and it also structurally makes sense for our podcast to be a little more parodic on the the episode where we're discussing the parody anime. 
Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, you know, no one's <laughs> ruined anything yet, but uh, I have a feeling we've accidentally, or I've accidentally name-dropped some future episodes, so look forward to that. And if you want to send anime suggestions to me, uh, you can you can add me on Snapchat. And what's what are you going to give that to folks? No, 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 this like... is a mystery for the audience. Got it. Okay, so if you can decipher the clues that have been left in the the back half of this episode about yeah, what just f- Snapchat is, the first letter of every sentence that I say going forward will spell out my Snapchat. Don't lie to the people. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Real quick, where were we? Slime half, right? right on time. Nina? God damn it. Yes, yes, we are. We are right on time. On schedule. Yep. Okay, hold on. Let me collect my thoughts. Right. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm so fucking disorganized tonight. <sighs> okay. We get Vina's backstory. We find out why the king is evil. Oh, Damaramu! God. <laughs> the king uh, hires his most powerful and intense intelligent and brave warrior such a dipshit fucking love Damaramu. yes who's this big chunky fucking anime ass looking dude named Damaramu, who speaks in the third person and has a flying wyvern named oroshi he's instructed to go and hunt down mink right as she and her friends are leaving on their quest to find the people potion there's a couple of cute little sight gags Mink bonks Damaramu on the head, and uh, there's just sort of a, a bit of confusion over whether or not they've concussed him, or if he's just like this. The, the characters kind of have a little aside about it. And he pulls a lightsaber out of his helmet, tries to kill Mink, fails miserably, and accidentally stabs himself in the head, and very definitely dies. And they kill and eat his wyvern bird thing off screen. They fucking eat the bird. They do eat the bird. <laughs> they cook and eat the bird. <laughs> Always some crazy shit going on in this one, honestly. Yeah, there's like, any frame of this that you look at, there's always going to be like a sight gag or just like some kind of wackiness happening. Mink really carries it, though. It's a, it's a very cute show. She is. She's so adorable. She does carry it. And one of the, the things I love about it is the way that they just they don't care about how the character models look so like you'll have one scene where they're pretty standard like 90s anime drawings and everyone is in proportion everything looks normal and then the very next one they're just like compressed chibi deformed like everything is wacky ovias seem to have like what's better animation it seems like that's the way to actually consume some of these i I would be curious to see over however many we watch which ones are ovas which ones are the others and if it's always so much better one way or the other yeah there's there's gonna be a mix we're gonna do ovas we're gonna do movies elfin lead was was a, a single core right there was one run of it it was 13 episodes it was over was that it mercifully yeah it was only 13 episodes and an ova which we didn't watch but because it's an OVA, it's its own thing. It might show up later. Who knows? It'd be worth it to see some of the, the gags that I've seen from that episode. That episode is... I'll talk about that one when we watch that episode, but I have thoughts on that on that OVA. Great. Okay. Well, 
I like how that was a win, not an if. So look forward to that and my continued half. My dragon half is half misery, half. Wait, I can fix her. Oh, wait, she's ruining me quicker than I can fix her. (laughs) I'm just saying. How much Japanese will I know by the end of this? If I am anything to go by, none at all. I can count to 10, I think. Which is more than I can do. So I learned that in well elementary done. school. I went to a nice elementary school where Japanese was an option. Wow, you bougie-ass bitch. And yeah, and I played, did two years of flute, and the first year I faked it. So I don't know how good the flute program was that I could get away with. <laughs> but the second year, I was like, oh, well, I mean, if I'm going to sit here, I might as well, right? So yeah. I could count to 10 in Japanese, and I could do, uh, I guess in anime terms, I can do a single core of flute. So they eat the bird guy. <laughs> yeah, they eat the bird. And then that's the end of that episode with, like, the narrator making a joke about how Mink is a rotten fortune teller because she's talking about how she thinks her luck is going to shape up well. That's that's the first OVA. And then we go to the second OVA, the Killer Martial Arts Tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So going into this, I had only ever seen the first Dragon Half OVA. I did not know that this one existed. It wasn't until I was doing prep for this episode, I first watching the OVA, and Jesse was like, this isn't a single episode series. There's a second one. There, there are two episodes here. I can't believe that, like, um, <laughs> left such an impact on you with just one episode. Well, I mean, I can believe it. I can. It's, you know, like... It's the, really cute. Yeah, it's very cute. It's just so funny that it's, like, that, that one episode, like, going around, like, thinking that's it. Imagine the charmed person you must be if you thought there was only one Kingdom Hearts game. You'd be like, wow, that sure was great and not disappointing. I'm gonna love this I, forever. I made it into my 20s thinking that the only games in the franchise were one, two, and Chain of Memories. So you you had about a 66% positive experience there. I actually liked Chain of Memories. I just it's so bold to to retread the story immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And and also on a different device like they were up to their shit immediately the the extended kingdom hearts universe is essentially a buying a video game battle pass for the store <laughs> and it's uh it's insane oh i will also fully admit that i did not know what the fuck was happening in kingdom hearts <laughs> i played one played two and i played chain of memories because i was like this is a card game with characters I like, and I can make a busted combat deck that is basically just fucking Cloud jumping out of his animation over and over again. Yes, please. Some of the deck stuff was actually pretty cool throughout the franchise. They, they did all right with that. And no one knew what was going on. It didn't matter. It had that fucking bumping ass song in the beginning, and that was it. I have this unfortunately vivid memory of calling a girl I never met on, on my house phone, my parents' house phone, and holding it up to the entire opening cutscene of Kingdom Hearts 1 to play that song to her through the phone. I never met her. Not before or after that. I don't even know how I would end up in that situation. But I remember doing it. One of those big old brick phones. Oh, my. You know, (laughs) when you walk away, you don't hear me say, please, oh, baby, don't go. That song slaps so hard. People were not ready for that. People were not ready for that fucking remix. You're in here. You're like, oh, this is like a Final Fantasy ass game. Uh Oh, Disney. Some people excited. Some people like, why is that duck got no pants on? And then all of a sudden, Sora's falling through the water upside down. You hear. 
you're just like what the fuck is this music i was just listening to like gola gola island i think maybe age appropriate and uh and then all of a sudden the, the beat goes in i'm like i wasn't even right aware of beats yet so it was uh-huh. sort of like my beat mitzvah as it, i kind of became a man while listening to the opening to kingdom hearts again yeah. I, th- I feel like if that had been it we'd all be be better for it as a matter of fact i'm actually now doing psychic damage to myself because i was gonna say at least there's no references to the character brain wait a minute what's the name <laughs> of this fucking podcast <laughs> that- oh my god you count yourself lucky there's a character named brain we're gonna do an episode of kingdom Hearts. i don't know how i don't know how it's gonna be related to this maybe this is christmas <laughs> i don't know we're gonna do it we're gonna we're gonna have it out with Kingdom Hearts. See, it's funny because we were both shaped by games at around the same time. But while you were shaped by Kingdom Hearts, I at the, the same year that that you probably played Kingdom Hearts was when I was introduced to Drakengard. Hold on, I'm about to how do I look that up without clickety clack in my keys here? When did Drakengard come out? 2003. 2003 is when I played it. Drakengard 2003. So yeah, a year after um a year after I think it was because we were looking that up, right? 2002 is King North? I don't yeah. You would know that more than me. No, because we were looking at, we were like, what? what oh, King yes, yes, yes. Or it was near Kingdom Hearts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or my brain hurts looking. Is that Zero wearing Kaine's outfit? Hold up. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Well, anime, I assure you. <laughs> Come back. I'm bring it back in. Kingdom bring Hearts. It back in. Oh, don't play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> play Drakengard, not Kingdom Hearts. No, don't play Drakengard either. God. <laughs> okay so the second episode starts and it's like a um it's a yeah. right martial arts tournament let's get to the second ova uh, yeah so we make it to the second ova they're trying to get on a plane to go to the city so they can go to dick saucer's concert right that's going to cost them 50,000 gamels, which they do not have. The person running the the flight counter lets them know that there's a, a martial arts tournament where a young girl could win that kind of money after after Lufa tries to tries to get Mink to trade sexual favors for their flight. What the fuck is the second episode? Oh my god, that's right. They were ta- talking about yeah, they were they were trying to pimp her out. Yeah. The second episode is wild. There's like a tonal shift slightly with the second episode. Second episode whoever between making the first and the second episode, I guess this premise doesn't make sense cuz the the manga already existed. At some point, someone accidentally like manifested Elfin lead in their head and it was like, "Oh, we got to we got to add sex appeal to the second episode." Yeah, the second episode is going way to. hornier. Yeah, drastically. But then uh then they fight Dick Saucer who leaves because he has a concert to go to. They get into the tournament, find out Dick Saucer is also competing in the tournament. Evil wizards henchmen rosario that's the one yes rosario the the court wizard gets a potion that's going to make mink sick it's just x-lax yeah just (laughs) like oh that's probably x-lax and he's just like how did you know (laughs) (laughs) that's right it's like oh my fucking god but this is lost on our our main character entirely poor mink does not realize that thinks it's a genuinely helpful stamina potion and the first thing that goes through this poor sweet girl's head is oh i should give this to dick saucer because he's trying he's trying to kill her but she's still just like no i should give it to him because i love him he accepts it i guess he drinks drinks it drinks it he definitely drinks it 
because we get to the tournament and to Dick Saucer's first round, he's about to shit himself. And so he gets he gets eliminated. And then Vina ki- uh, kicks the living shit out of the person who beat Dick Saucer. Mink has to duel <laughs> Damaramu, who didn't fucking die. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's just back. <gasps> oh. he's, just, he's just back. <clears throat> and he got his whole body upgraded by Blacksmith Tony. <laughs> yeah. Blacksmith Tony, just like off screen, holding it down, providing for his family as a blacksmith. That's Blacksmith Tony. I love it. There's like, yeah, Blacksmith Tony did this. <laughs> but just, there's very much a, this is a character now. In the way that yeah. they sort of deliver that. It it feels like, okay, this may not apply to everyone in our audience, but you know role-playing games, like tabletop role-playing games? I had a feeling you were going to say this. In Powered by the Apocalypse role-playing games, there's a really fun system that is encouraged where nothing is true until it's true in the fiction. So you can sort of improvise and add NPCs as you're playing and as it makes sense to the story. That is what Blacksmith Tony feels like. That's when uh, people are dragging their feet in the town and they're like, no, I want to visit every single person who lives in this town instead of, you know, going off to save the world. And you're like, fuck it. The first one's going to have like a great name because you're like, I was prepared for this. But by the time you're into the second or third business in this little town, it's Blacksmith Tony. Yeah. Blacksmith Tony, who can make a man into a mech. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a blacksmith. He's an armorer, <laughs> which is fantastic. I don't know if that's the intended joke, but I love it. Well, Tony is his surname. Blacksmith is his, his first name. Oh, <laughs> what a great like pseudonym to write under. <laughs> right. So we're we're reintroduced to Damaramu, uh, who's showing off his his mech body in classic anime fashion, and this leads to one of I think this might. Be actually my favorite gag in the entire show. It's the best scene. He he shows off his his gatling lasers and his his chest beam and all of the features of it, of his his combat armor. And then Rosario has a bee that he has trained uh, a special bee, but that has a paralytic stinger. He is trained to only sting Mink after it stings him first, and he releases it. And for once, his shit actually works. And Mink gets comments. dung. Yeah, yeah he like him the king goes like, holy shit, that actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was him. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so Mink is down. She can't do anything. Damarama is, is about to like absolutely kill her off. Except uh, he used up all of his ammo when he was showing off. <laughs> This is, if any of you are, I, I can't remember if this is the pitcher's name. It may be Randy Johnson of the Arizona Diamondbacks. But if you remember a, a certain situation where uh, a homie threw a fastball into a pigeon, uh, get ready. <laughs> so he runs out of gas as well. He's going he's like, oh, I'll just go and like actually beat the shit out of her. And his mech body runs out of gas. Might you? His body was not harmed in that first episode. He just, like, had it swapped out because... On the other hand, he he was stabbed in the head, and he explains that he survived because (laughs) his brain is extra compact. They either predicted men or COVID. I'm not sure which one yet. Both. (laughs) And and he has his uh, his bird rebuilt (laughs) as Robo-Roshi. Who's very small, and you start Robo Roshi is, is pecking at Mink's foot, trying to kill her. 
Oh my god. Like and Flex that- and Tony made the bird too. Yeah, Flex and Tony made the bird. And uh Damaramu has a uh has a, a a bomb built into his uh his belt that he fires off at uh at Mink, who then has like a Jimmy Neutron brain blast moment where she waggles her ass at Robo Roshi and gets this poor bird to take a missile to the face for her. Yeah, the bird straight up like gets like cartoon like enamored. And she so she she serves it up and he kind of floats over and then he just zooms out to him getting hit with a missile. Like it's it's it's, it's insane. It's an insane moment and it's it's uh it's sort of uh choreographed that you feel like it's going to happen and it's 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 that scene is definitely worth the whole thing. If if, if you didn't like it, you would like this. <laughs> it's really just such a classic. It's it's a great joke executed perfectly. There's no, there's nothing to find fault in in that whole sequence. You like know, I, I I'm <laughs> laughing thinking about it. Okay, so th- I got I gotta I gotta I gotta give myself a little pat on the back because like I don't know why I remember certain details like this. Like I don't know why there's like a bag of holding for memories that involves you know the intro to kingdom hearts one and this <laughs> but i typed randy ionson because you know, I misspelled it. and the first suggestion is randy johnson hits bird <laughs> for the one sports enthusiast slash weeb you're welcome i i you're a scene and that joke and reference was specifically for you arizona diamondbacks hold on randy johnson <laughs> Randy, well, David Johnson, nicknamed the Big Unit. He hangs out with the sir. Arizona Diamondbacks. What the fuck? Wow. I was in Little League. That's so not a lot of people know that that I was I was a baseball player. Gotcha. In Little League, yeah. Is that even the right the Big year? Unit? Dick Saucer himself. And you know what? For that name, it is ridiculous. It's insane. It's so funny. But when you take a second to think about the naming conventions in Dragon Ball Z, everyone's <laughs> yeah. named after food or bulma briefs and her son trunks briefs <laughs> and you start to realize that dick saucer is not so much a parody but more perfection is just follows the same naming if if dick saucer walked into one of the towns before they get you know blown off the face of the earth and dragon ball z you wouldn't blink twice. This is true. Also, I love the fact that Doug Saucer, uh, not Doug Saucer, I was thinking of Doug Saucer. This is dad. Uh, Dick, Sa- <laughs> Dick Saucer. Uh, Dick Saucer introduces himself with just a little musical cue every time he's on screen. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, it almost sounds like a you don't know Jack jingle every time he shows up. <laughs> is this the part where I can't remember if this already happened or if this is after that, but like there's this great shot of him like cursing mink and his like pants are down around his ankle because he's <laughs> a shitter like that's, it's that's while she's happy. fighting doug oh excuse me sorry 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 to put the uh the cart for the, uh, the horse on that but no it's all good god yeah. that's oh god that's a great scene too but yeah so we uh we we have mink advance in the in the fight and vina has to fight uh doug finn who is <laughs> The son of the evil warlock Azeta Death. Who this is the first time we're hearing about Azeta Death. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and and Doug and Vina are fighting, and the fight starts, and Vina's helmet explodes. 
So I have to run the tape back. Turns out Doug Finn is he's he's so fast. This little rodent creature that looks like a child. Uh, he's so fast. He ran over, pinched her cheek, and smashed her helmet, and then ran back to the starting position before anyone's eyes could detect that he'd moved. Uh, and Vina was oh yeah right it's it's a, a a lollipop she bribes him with a lollipop first and he comes over and she hits him with a hammer and then he starts monologuing about how she's very clever but he'll never fall for that again and she busts out a bar of chocolate and he comes over and she hits him with a hammer again and then she's about to finish him off by by tricking him into coming over for a cheesy cracker at which point he announces that he does not like cheesy crackers and beats the crap out of her and she reverts back to her slime form. Also, the voice actor they have for Doug Finn, great. Also, Perfect. really good. A lot of a lot of really good. Like, I, I hate to call it parody voice acting because that makes it feel like you know it's doing. They all they all sort of understand the assignment, and it's very yeah, it, well executed. It's all very heightened, very uh, very energetic and over the top, but it fits the scene. But yes, you're right. They they did all perfectly understand the assignment, and uh, that brings us to the final battle. Between Mink and Doug Finn, the king and Rosario, they are out of any kind of special tricks. Doug and Mink are about to start their duel, and Doug launches into his evil monologue of, do you know why I joined this, uh, why I joined this tournament dragon half? And Mink's like, no, I've, I've never met you before in my life. He reveals that he knows that she's planning on betraying his father, Azedadeth. Mink points out she has never heard of a Zeto death in her life before this moment, and she's not planning on betraying anyone. At which point, Doug produces a copy of the first episode and sits down and fast-forwards through it to find out that all of his scenes had been cut. It's insane to me that you had never <laughs> seen this, because like to me, I will only know it as you know the two episodes, but you this whole time you know that. And like, that scene is like fantastic. That is it's a fantastic so fourth wall break. And it's crazy to me that like we both saw it at the same time for uh, the first time. Like that It was so good. So good. Uh, so they he he decides that it doesn't matter. He doesn't need uh what was the oh he has a great line. He's a great line about it. Uh, oh, archdemons don't care about story continuity anyway. That's right. Which I feel like I feel like somebody who worked on Diablo took that way too much to heart. There's got to be a dick saucer at Blizzard. That's such a fucking I work at Blizzard name. It really is. Real CEO energy. <laughs> yeah, dick saucer who works at Blizzard. Christ. Also announces himself every time he comes to do a re- Yeah, this is a real person. <laughs> this is a real asshole <laughs> working post-merger, post-Microsoft merger. There's a dick saucer. I guarantee it. Saucer. <laughs> God. It's so good. Uh, so they start their fight. Mink is immune to his fire or, you know, has is really strong against his fire. She's not getting burned up. He starts hucking explosives at her and is just absolutely fucking leveling the stadium. Like, the, there are shots of, like, the crowd getting blown up and the announcer booth falling apart. Then Doug pulls out the uh, the Demon Slayer sword from uh, from his hat. Because multiple people hold swords in their helmets in this show's universe, apparently. That's true. I love that it's never commented on. It's just sort of taken as fact. Was was uh, was uh, Drama Rama's uh, sword 
in his in his helmet because I know where it ends up. Yeah. So I mean, technically, yeah, it, but it starts off in there too. It's in the the gem in his head. I love it. I love that there's just sort of like this is a form of magic that works uh, in this universe. It just is, and everyone, no one's going to comment on it. Like that's yeah, that's kind of like that's that's kind of authentic, honestly. <laughs> I like that. That's that's good. It's a nice touch. Uh, and then, of course, Dick Saucer's sword is in his uh in his microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's during this part of the fight that yeah, we get uh, a great cutaway shot, just a very lovingly drawn and detailed like. A panning up shot of Dick Saucer on the toilet, pants around his ankles, cursing Mink. <laughs> my my man had hit the value menu at Taco Bell. Like that's the, <laughs> like you can see the sweat. You can see the heat. You know what I mean? That Chipotle sauce is dangerous. Oh god, it's such a detailed shot, too. Like they made sure that you know. That uh, that he is he is not having a good time. Yeah, this is not a um uh, a regular uh sort of situation for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like they really nailed it. I feel like they showed that we've all been there. We've all <laughs> been there cursing someone. You're either when we are at that point, you're either praying to to some sort of god <laughs> or cursing some sort of uh corporate entity, and uh, it it feels about the same. The fight continues. Doug's new magic sword is cutting through uh, the arena that they're fighting in because it has shockwaves after each swing. And Mink is dodging most of them. Uh, and then, then one of the shockwaves accidentally explodes her top. At which point, uh, Mink covers her chest with one arm and... Uh, one punches Doug Finn into lava with the other. After a uh, after a brief uh, after a brief internal monologue about how she swore that uh, that Dick Saucer would be the uh, the first person to see the first man to see her. They they uh, they trick me. They trick me with this. Yeah, and we think it's over. We think that it's it's wholesome, uh, and that there's just sort of the the implied sexual content. Uh, but no, Lufa and Pia start letting uh, start letting Mink know that she won, and they're waving at her. And so, of course, she waves back, and all of a sudden, titty shot. I can't believe the first <laughs> anime boobs that you've made me see on the level where Elfin leads. Because <laughs> now it's now it's a forever return to point. You know what I mean? Like, if I tried to like unsee all this, that's the save point. That's that's where I would load my save, and it would be like, great, it's still Elfin lead. Oh, wow, I ruined anime boobs for you. That's incredible. What's that? I said I ruined anime boobs for you. That's incredible. Well, no, no. I said it was the first boob on the level. Okay. Yeah, don't worry. (laughs) They've been ruined. They've been ruined long before, don't you? Oh, Christ. But that is all. That is Dragon Half. And it shockingly didn't get the rest of its run animated. So it was supposed to be, you said four episodes? It was supposed to be four episodes because there's four, I guess there's four episodes worth of material in, in the manga, which I'm shocked they didn't even get to any of the like dragon power <laughs> in in the first two. Like, I guess yeah. that all been in the back half because there's like a, there's like a plot there. There's like a, a dragon power up plot. Oh, interesting. Also, I don't know if you saw. Did you see the name of the parents of her friends? No. It's like Mario and Peach and uh, I think Link and Zelda. Oh, my God. I need to fucking read this manga. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty certain because I like double. Is it double taked or double took? It would be double taked, right? Because it's sort of its. Did own. a double take? Yeah, you you did a double. No, 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 I'm forcing it into this. Is it double took, <laughs> or is that well? It's more like a Lord of the Rings issue, so it's probably double taked. <laughs> uh, you know, I was I was taken of the doubling kind. There it is. That's the one. Liam Neeson okay. hunting me. And uh, so I don't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure that it says that the parents are are Mario and Peach and Link. Link and Zelda. That's so cute. Like, there is clearly a lot of love put into this. And yeah, yeah, it was it was really fun. It was it was over before I knew it. This was definitely a <laughs> blink and you'll miss it kind of anime. And, you know. I blink. I blink sometimes, so I'm sure I miss some stuff. But it was really fun. Yeah, there's there's a lot about it that I just I love. It's really sweet. It's easy to come back to. This is very much my like comfort anime. I'll, I'll if I'm having a bad day, I used to just like pop on the first episode of it, and that was it. I'd call it good. And now I know that there's two. So now there's just there's that much more for me to twice, enjoy. Twice a better day now. And honestly, I think it holds up as like a comfort watch better than watching Scrubs. So that's probably a good <laughs> choice. Yeah. And oh, the character designs are so good. And the, the jokes, like if there's a joke that doesn't work for you, just like, I don't know, blink. There will be another one. I had one note. I, I, I just realized that there yeah. was I, I don't function quick enough to like <laughs> to like catch the things that are going by the only note i had was that i thought it was really funny that in the sort of like groveling over the king they called him what your big majesty (laughs) know what it was like there's something about that where i was like that i think i was like is that like a weird translation or is that they're just like they're just slamming the like goofy ass sort of like celebrating of the king and like your big majesty is like If some if I was like ha- if I was having a bad day if or if someone's like and so some random person came up and just like bowed in front of me and said your big majesty I that's it my day turned around <laughs> such a compliment it's like a massive compliment there are some really just like great lines in this I think another one that I really love is uh when Mink and Vina are are having their first their first encounter and Vina's just being mean to her for no reason when they first meet. And Mink is explaining that the reason she's upset is she got conned by some doofy old man. And what was it? Like, Amina like, described- like a squashed frog face, or like yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 like, oh, yeah. That's the one. She's like, that's my dad. They <laughs> say, like, "How dare you call my father a squashed frog?" She's like, I, "You, you said that I didn't." <laughs> It's, insane. Uh, it's totally it, insane. It has a kind of humor that has aged gracefully. Like so much of this, I can see some of this humor maybe not working in the 90s, but like now, holy shit. It's so good. Oh, I should have I should have thought about this. I should have had like a I think a bingo card would run out of spaces. I should have had some sort of like tracker like the first time i see like a trope appeal or what anime because this was the first time i saw horny dad trope oh my god and literally yeah. one of my favorite animated scenes in this whole thing was like the the dad comes in and and like i guess mink and one of her friends are 
what I can't remember even how what the premise was. Oh, like it's uh, after after Mink kisses uh, Dick Saucer, she's uh-huh. back at her oh, house, oh. and it's Mink and Lufa, and Lufa's like, "Let me get an indirect Dick Saucer kiss." Right. So they do like a close up like that, which I'm sure is you know they're sort of referencing like parodying that, and the dad comes in with tea and sees that, and so he gets in, and he's like, "Let your old man get in on some of that or something like that." Yeah, just like oh my god! But then the best moment is that he gets hit in the head with a hammer, and it's the last appearance of the dragon mom, I think. And it's yeah, form like totally like a cute animation of the dragon dragging his out ass out of the fucking room. So um, she just clowns him. I love it. But yeah, that was Honestly, that was the horny old man. Uh, every scene with the mom is gold. Like, from when they're fighting in the beginning, and then he gets distracted, and she just stabs him in the arm. Yeah, that's got to be the only way to keep that that relationship in check, honestly. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, so that is, that is Dragon Half. It's short. It's sweet. It's punchy. It, just, it, it gets it done, and it is beautifully animated. There is so much to love about it. If you like cute anime girls if you like funny things if you enjoy feeling happy check out dragon Huff. yeah the- if you need to recover from having just been subjected to elfin lead dragon Huff. if you or a loved one have been mk ultra recently you should probably watch this yeah i wish i remember the words from watching uh blade runner and all that shit i forget what they say when they look into the uh like the camera or into like the little thing where they're like testing them well you know what i'm talking about like oh, yeah yeah the, the replica test yeah it's like sells something i can only remember the meme version where he just keeps saying based <laughs> after every picture <laughs> <laughs> based based but yeah because yeah, that's the kind of that. fucking brain rot that we have right of course sometimes the the, the meme is uh I'm, I'm more familiar with the meme than the actual source material. Now, the nostalgia of this, the, the, the nostalgia parody that's occurring in this anime probably holds up better than the nostalgia of uh, the actual, you know, Dragon Ball Z and all that. If you go back and watch, there's there's no way. There's no way that shit holds up. I know they do, like, DBZ Kai now, but even still, it's like, I can't. Dog. Like, I hope there's a Roroni Kenshin Kai someday, because that that is a filler-ass anime. And as a matter of fact, maybe they wouldn't do that because if they did like a consolidated Roroni Kenshin, it'd be a 13-minute anime and that'd be it. But uh, this was I mean, great. Maybe there will be an OVA one day. Oh, I don't even know if there are. That's an, that's an amazing thing. I hope not because then we'll have to discuss how uh, Roroni Kenshin led a, uh, a young version of me to a website called fanfiction.net. But again, yeah. that's, not this, this, that's not this episode, so we'll save that. There was no, uh, I don't think there was a Yamcha death scene, but I think that's okay because in a very, had the spirit of the Yamcha death scene and that it was parodying <laughs> the source material, I think here Yamcha truly could have lived. Uh, so that's that's the checkoff. That's that's two, that's one anime though, with a Yamcha death scene, two without. And uh, that brings us to the last thing we usually do. Where, where are you going to, where are you going to place it? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a B for me. It, it, there's no downsides really dragging it to be you know what i mean it's yeah. more uh just it's fun it does its thing it's not terribly serious um it didn't see it all it didn't you know have an ending that was initially planned you know uh it was fun it's not necessarily something that i want to be like this is the one i'm going to come back or necessarily think about a lot 
but mm-hmm. if I watch it, I'm going to enjoy it. So it's at least a B, like top of B. And I don't, again, I don't have an, there's nothing in A yet. So I don't even know what really sets it apart from just being like a little, you know, it, it's a B with an asterisk because there's nothing wrong with it. I think mm-hmm. it's great. I just got to put it somewhere where I can't like later go back and like <laughs> go, well, <laughs> well, I've now fucked myself because apparently a, a horny slime anime was either slightly better or worse. And then there's no room. <laughs> so I, you can also adjust your tier list as we go. So just for a recap on your tier list right uh, now, we have Bocce the Rock and S. Oh, S, 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 if, if that's a <laughs> thing, but we'll worry about that as time goes on. Very good. And then we have uh, we have Elephant Lead. You said was in. Did you put it in D tier or C? It's it's a it's a D. Got it. And I have a feeling I could. I have a feeling if it, I have a feeling it could be a C if I consumed a bunch of the really bad anime out there. <laughs> but again, that's like sort of a proximity sort of thing, like like a little Pangea action, you know, so continental drift of anime. So. It's a D though. So we got Bashi, Bashi, and AS. We got Elfin Lead, capital D. And uh, now we got Dragon Half in the the upper echelons of B. Nice. Yeah. See, for me, Bachi also lives at S. And Elfin Lead also lives at D. But for me, Dragon Half is in A. And the reason for that uh, for me is that it is the perfect. B anime, which makes it an A, if that makes sense. Like B as in B movie. Like it's not intended. That's what happened in B, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I totally I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. I I have a feeling uh once the 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 rankings are more defined, uh, maybe I'll switch it. But that's why it's like it's B because it's like it feels like that's what it was aiming for in a in a way, you know? Yeah. It's it's like a B movie, but for me it's it's the apex of that in anime it's it's so cute it's so funny it's so well voice acted especially when you look at like what other voice acting at the time was doing hell even voice acting in fucking elfin lead dog god do this don't 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 remind me of the the whispering protagonists (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have on the one hand you have whispering protagonists and on the other hand you have just like really cute, earnest, scratchy voice with with Mink. She's great. She's great. Clearly so, having fun in the role. I feel like uh, reflected in my listing, we were we're sort of getting a lot of variety here, which uh, terrifies me when I ask, "What's next?" Well, what's next, Jesse, is going to be our Christmas episode. The next one's Christmas already. Next one, it's Christmas already, baby. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be a really interesting one. Actually, the start of a brand new arc for the show going into the new year. This is a oh, this is a podcast anime. I knew it. There were signs. There were signs. <laughs> Welcome aboard. We are going to not only have a special guest for our Christmas episode, but. We will be kicking off the Satoshi Khan arc, one of my favorite anime directors. The the whomst? Satoshi Khan. Don't worry. You will be very, very familiar with Satoshi Khan by the end of this arc. Uh, the anime we will be watching is called Tokyo Godfathers. And it is a Christmas anime about 
uh, three homeless people who find a baby and decide that they are going to help it get back to its family. This it's a movie. Streamed. I'm making a, the kind of face that would get me killed in Hunt Showdown. Oh? I, I feel like I'm making a creature-esque face. Like, I'm like... <laughs> they, like I don't... Anime? Yeah, you know what? You're just gonna have to see. You're just gonna have to see. I'll, I think what's strange there's a, there's a there's something in me that must be slightly aware of something because is Tokyo Ghoul a thing? Tokyo Ghoul is a thing. Okay, and like I was glad when you didn't say that. I feel like I'm correct in that that. <laughs> so okay, Tokyo Godfathers. Yeah. yeah okay wow yep tokyo got no idea yeah i have nothing like there's that does not uh, all i can imagine is like my grandpa's brother who uh i have no idea if he's still alive i just know that he's written some very like strange fiction books called like the nine dragon saga and so i can just for some reason imagine his like <laughs> decrepit's not the word i want to say uh his uh imposing face that uh-huh. was in the author image box that's all I can think of in Tokyo Godfather. Uh, no, it's it's from 2003. And it, Dragon Guard. Okay. Yes, yes. 2003 is a very important year for us all, apparently. But it got a redub recently in 2019. Really? That is, that is how powerful this movie is, is that it was deserving of a redub just four years ago. And this is a, this is a movie. This is a movie. Not a series, okay. How many we? How many Christmas episodes are we doing? Because I kind of feel like we're just doing one. Okay, because we because we kill it. We we we. Uh, I've been eating good. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. And uh, we'll do the Christmas episode, and then we'll do some stuff for the new year. But who knows? I mean, I also Christmas apparently is next episode. I don't understand how podcast anime calendars work. <laughs> no, hold on, anime podcast. Hold on. Okay, so if it was a podcast in the real world talking about anime, that would be. An anime, anime podcast. podcast. But if it yes. was a podcast anime, it'd be podcast anime calendar. So can you get isekai like further into animes? I think so. Because like most of the characters in anime who get isekai are already, they start off in an anime and then make it isekai. That's a r- really good point. Hmm. Yeah. But does it ever go beyond? Like, is there like a, like Dante's Inferno-esque? I think there. I think there's actually like very specifically an isekai that is about someone who got isekai who died in the isekai who goes to another isekai like a separate different isekai. Quantum immortality as as an isekai premise. It's that's that's kind of interesting. It's astral astral shifting via truck. <laughs> oh, I was do we have an outro? Do we do we do an outro on these things? Do we ever say like all right, we'll see you next time again on a Oh. All the outros uh, I've been your, doing is such a brain on Kingdom Hearts. Um, all the outros I've been doing have been taking us rambling and having them fade down. <laughs> that's fine. That that works. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is still going on. We can still go. This, it this is, is a great going. time. Also, as, the, as a reminder, uh, if we do ever do the episode of Kingdom Hearts, uh, we gotta find the one that had Sora and Kyrie getting into a car accident while the lyrics of Twisted Transistor by Korn <laughs> interspersed through the scene. All right, we're going to do an actual outro for once, but we'll start it with our third episode. Uh, and who knows, we can go back and backport it to the other ones or record new outros for those. Uh, thank you all for listening to Your Brain on Anime. 
My name is Ashlyn or Ash. You can find me in most places on the internet as Ashlands Crits. No, I don't have a Twitter and I don't plan on getting one. Good, good call. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> uh, my name's Jesse. Uh, I don't know anything about anime as I continue to prove every time I open my mouth on these shows. But thanks for joining us if you have been. Um, also, if you do go back and listen to the sentences I say after I say the first letter of every sentence is going to spell out my Snapchat, I actually fucking did it. So that's incredible. Hit me up, homies. <laughs> uh, I am also setting up a Patreon to help uh, get this show sort of rolling on account of I do buy all of the anime that we watch, except for the stuff we watch on Crunchyroll. So. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be rad. Uh, there will be a Patreon eventually. We're probably going to do extra episodes on there. And I sometimes stream on Twitch. I'm really bad about it. But yeah, Ashland's crits on Twitch. Check it out. D&D content. Shit's amazing. If you want stuff that's better than the majority of anime plots, you should you should check out some of the games we play. Uh, we will see you all for Christmas. Yay! And this is probably where like the music would start playing. Dick saucer. Yeah. <laughs> Dick saucer. <laughs> the man on his own theme music. <laughs>